you know, I would say welcome to the Romp and Stomp Wrestling and More podcast. I'm your host, Black Cat Sammy. But no, 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 no. We're not going. We're not going to start that off. Instead, we're going to talk about a little bit of basketball to begin with. I know I'm going to get like I'm going to get to like the wrestling part later and stuff, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk some basketball here. We're gonna talk some hoops, some good old American college hoops, and we're gonna talk about not just the Final Four, but we're gonna talk about a certain team that survived the Final Four, the certain team that had. One shining moment on play as they were cutting down the nets. The one moment that was the kid. No, no, the one team that was the king of the ball, the king of the dance, the king of the charade. You know, the what, like the John Travolta in what Disco Inferno pick? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. The last disco dancer. You know, the last man dancing. The 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 last team dancing. You know, um. And Elton and like Elton John's "I'm Still Standing" would be like playing, like you know, would still be playing in the background while everybody else is just completely tired, left, crying, and sore, and just thinking about their life's choices. We're gonna talk about the Kansas Jayhawks. Yes, welcome to the Rock and Shock podcast. I'm your host, Sammy, with the black hat. And, well, this little section is actually sponsored by, this section is, is sponsored by the KU Basketball Self and, ah, dang it, I messed that line up. You know what, this, this section, ugh, you know what, this part of the, this, this part of this episode is, is, uh, god damn it, I can't even speak. Okay, this, okay, this little segment is sponsored by Bill Self and the, and the good folks at the University of Kansas Jayhawks men's basketball team. For actually getting over the hump of of actually winning a national championship in the city of New Orleans at the Caesar Superdome, and I have to and like this is kind of this is a bit personal to me because um because while I can't stand like the and while I can't stand the Kansas City Chiefs or any NFL team for that matter um serious um seriously NFL um bug off um. The KU basketball team has been like pretty special, like it's been pretty special to me. Of course, I go to state here in the sunshine state of Florida. I have to go for the Knowles and stuff because, you know, they're my school. They're the beloved Garnet and Gold of Florida State, Florida State, Florida State. Whoa. But I have, I've, like since I came to this country by way of plane from Panama, the first place um I um the first place we we were staying at was um we stayed at was like over at my extended family over at Kansas. Um at the time they all lived in Lawrence, Kansas, um same place where same place where the University of Kansas have their main campus, of course. I mean that's where well, Lawrence, Kansas, that's where KU is essentially and um and like everyone in like everyone there is like a diehard KU fan they're like a diehard KU fan they're more diehard of a KU fan I would argue they're more diehard of like a KU they're more of a diehard KU fan of like anything they like the Jayhawks I would argue more than they like the Chiefs 
and more than they like the Royals, I suppose. Understandably so, because the time where, when I came, the Royals absolutely sucked. But but I would argue they like um, KU sports more than KC sports. Um, and like they and KU has like you know they like basketball's a big deal in Lawrence. Basketball's like a big huge deal. And like well, basketball's like a huge deal in this country in the U.S. And KU basketball's always a big deal when it when like it comes to like basketball conversations. So. Um, so like when they actually like reached the final four, like everybody was like EP and stuff over my Facebook feed. Everyone was like, hell yes, like they're going to the final four, we're final four bound and every and all that stuff. And then they won their semifinal game against Villanova, the most uninspiring team in the tournament, I would argue. Um, they beat they beat the breaks. Well, they beat them and and they played against North Carolina and. Um, and I was and I was like, great, like it's gonna be a blue blood championship. And um it's gonna be it was gonna be like a blue blood championship. And and well, like I thought like I mean, whoever picked the under for that game, congratulations. You you did a, you did a you you did a good job betting on that one. I would have not picked the um the under at all, but then again, I don't do sports betting. But this matchup against North Carolina was personal to, like, my extended family because they detest the hell out of Roy Williams. Because Roy Williams, he was a coach of Kansas. He was coached to Kansas. And then he left Kansas for North Carolina and um, and won championships over there. I think, like, four championships over North Carolina, I think. Or was it three? It was 2005 against Illinois and St. Louis. It was 2009 against Michigan State in Detroit. And then it was 2017 against um against Gonzaga over it over in Phoenix Arizona. So whereas like whereas for Kansas he made he took them to the title game but no ships. So but and then and like then like I watched the game last night. Well, I didn't watch the game completely. I watched like the second airing of the game that was like going on on CBS Sports. The first game it was just like. I mean, the first game I watched, though, like the when it happened live, it was like it it was never uneventful. But at the same time, I was frustrated and stuff. And UNC had like a big ass lead, a huge ass lead, and then Kansas made the biggest, the biggest possible comeback in like the history of a national championship game. And they came back sixteen points down, and they dominated the second half. And I was like, and then they won by three, and I was like, well, well. That's impressive, and like I got ex- and like I got excited. My family, my extended family, got very excited as well, and um and yeah, um national championship tees are gonna be headed on, are gonna be headed on my way um come the following days. So, oh man, it's gonna be it's actually it's actually like it's actually good that. And not only that, but KU finally won a national championship in New Orleans because the first two times they were in a national championship in New Orleans, they got denied. The first time, the first time um, by the by the one-hit wonder known as the 2002-2003 Syracuse basketball team, and the other one-hit wonder known as the 2011-2012 Kentucky Wildcats. Um, but yeah, finally, Kansas won. A championship in New Orleans, their fourth national championship in like school history, six overall, and well, yeah, 
that's good for you guys. So when, so to that, I tip my black hat to Bill Self and the KU and the KU Jayhawks. And with that, and like with that, with that basketball chat out of the way, um, actually, let's segue that because I was watching the Final Four, and we were seeing like, and we've seen like over the weekend, um, champions being crowned on the court, not only in the men's side but the women's side. Shout out to Don Staley and the South Carolina Lady Gamecocks for winning that championship over in Minnesota. By the way. Well done. Well deserved. Undefeated too, baby. Mm. Yeah. So, the real USC. <laughs> Not that other USC over in Los Angeles. <laughs> who, who, who cares about that SC? That USC. No, the real USC is in Columbia, South Carolina, man. That's a real USC, man. Yeah. Like, does, does, the, University of Southern Cal- does the University of Southern California have, like, an undefeated women's basketball team? I think not. I rest my case now. I'm just playing with you. They're both good at USC's. But, but yeah, shout-out to, like, the – shout-out to um, South Carolina's women's side for winning that title against UConn. But, but we've seen – we've seen, like, the Final Four. We've seen um, – We've seen titles. Well, we've seen t- um people being crowned champions on the on the court, but there was another important weekend going on too. This same weekend, we where champions have been crowned as well. And of course, we're talking about WrestleMania weekend over in um over in Dallas, and um there's actually like one particular wrestler that I want to talk about. That made his debut for the WWE. We know who it is. It's I've been having nightmares about him. It's a horrible pun, but y'all know who it, who it is. It's the American Nightmare. It's himself, Cody Rhodes. And when I saw his and like, I could only like, I was like so busy with the Final Four, but like, I followed WrestleMania via my Twitter feed and via Instagram and via my Instagram feed and stuff and pictures as well, and, um, and, like, when I actually saw Cody Rhodes debut, it wasn't, like, till, uh, till like, uh, give or take an hour and a half after he made his debut, I saw, like, the footage of Cody making his entrance, entrance at WrestleMania, and when I first saw him, I was, like, making his entrance for the first time since, like, leaving AEW, and for, like, the first time in, like, six 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 seven years or something like his like first time in the wwe for like six seven years i was like yeah it's real and like for me like for someone who watched AEW since like the beginning of um since the beginning of of like since the big be- since it like first started back in 2019 I was like, it felt like so wrong, but at the same time, so right seeing Cody in back in the WWE. It felt like it felt so wrong as like an AEW fan because, um, because like you grew up, because like, like ever since like the company started, like Cody has been like, you know, has been synonymous with AEW has been and it's not just like AW but he's been synonymous with the elite. He's been synony- he's been like on all those um all those BTE videos um and 
and yeah um it's uh, and yeah i mean it felt like it felt like a bit like you would feel like for an AEW fan it feel it would feel like uh well depends on depending on who you ask it would feel like a bit weird to see Cody back in the WWE after saying all that stuff about the WWE and stuff and like making fun of them but at the same time and at the same time I was like it feels so right like seeing the graphics of like you know seeing like the nightmare family I mean the what the American nightmare logo um like in like a WWE TV screen um it felt so right it felt like right to see Cody Rhodes like working for the Fed because like I don't know it's just like it for me it just felt it felt right although it did feel wrong but like it's it felt like it felt so wrong but at the same time so right and like I'm actually all for it so and like he won his match against Seth Rollins and um and then like on Monday on the Monday after the Monday the Monday after WrestleMania um he had um he had he had like a he gave out a he gave out a promo and of course he would he, he would kill the promo because um because he because Cody's like one of the best promo guys in all of wrestling he knows how to he's he's like he knows how to deliver like a a good promo and and whatnot and and like he of course he's gonna have like bad promos um <coughs> Anthony Gogo feud but um but like the promo he delivered I was like oh yes he's gonna be a big star in the WWE or at least I'm hoping to I'm hoping they um he becomes a big star in the WWE and of course I um I read expert excerpts of um of his interviews um saying like the one the, the one thing like you know the one stipulation that like he doesn't want to I mean there you know there would be like one stipulation and like that one stipulation is that like he's like you know no stardust no talking about it no no mentioning of it no this or no this or that or anything of that nature and i thought like yeah, that's actually pretty good because like it's been documented that you know it's been documented that that cody didn't like the stardust gimmick too well he thought he was he thought it was like a pretty stupid gimmick and like that and i think in a way that like you know that that led to his departure to the um I mean, I wouldn't say the character itself, but like the more he was in Stardust, I would argue like the more he was Stardust, the more like he wanted like you know, he wanted to leave leave the company. He wanted to like leave WWE the the first time because like because I would like get the feeling that like hey wait a second um, I mean why am I in this costume? I'm Cody. I'm like I should be like you know I should be like winning championship belts here and there. What am I doing? Um, what am I doing? Like you know, being like you know, being dressed up as like a dollar store version of um of my half brother, um Goldust. Although like I will say that like Goldust like Goldust and like especially in the nineties he was like pretty good. I still remember watching watching the first half of the Hollywood Backlot match. 
between him and Roddy and like Roddy Rowdy Roddy Piper and for like a match stipulation that's like pretty ridiculous. <laughs> he pulled it he they pulled it off pretty well. They did. And now and, and now like Dust and now like Dustin Rhodes is absolutely killing it over in um AEW still. So and his like one last ride. So um but now like but now um Cody he but now like but now Cody's back and um and like and like there was like another thought that like came into me and like I thought to myself and like when I saw Cody make his entrance at WrestleMania, when I saw those images of Cody um in WrestleMania wrestling Seth Rollins before he wrestled against Seth Rollins and after he wrestled Seth Rollins, I was like, This guy He's he's not only gonna be he's I mean I'm I would not only want him to be like be someone that can dethrone like Roman Reigns or let alone be the WWE champion, but also be a guy that um but also be a guy that also has but that can also like win the IC belt and the US belt, and when that like thought little thought popped into my head like. And I just saw like a pic, like a mental picture of um, of Cody with like the U.S. Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. And I said to myself, to like the mental image, I was, I was like, damn, Cody would look really good with that IC belt around him. He would look really good with that Intercontinental belt and that United States Championship belt around around his waist, around his around carrying it in his arm. Yeah, he would look. Yeah, he would look really good, and also with like the D- and also with the WWE Championship as well. So I mean, I'm expecting big things from Cody. Um, main now as for the rest of WrestleMania, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really get. I like I said, I was busy with the final. I was busy watching the final four. Very entertaining basketball, by the way. Mike Szczeski's retirement. Uh, UNC. Um. UNC actually put Mike Krzyzewski, um into retirement, and um, and like that on its own, it's like actually, actually, like was you know, was actually like pretty in- enjoyable. But I will say, like about main, I will say, like about Mania. I will say, like about Mania. I did enjoy. I did enjoy. Re- I did enjoy seeing. Um, Seeing Bianca Belair go go against Becky Lynch, and also and not only that, but also seeing um, but and well, seeing Bianca Belair winning against Becky Lynch, um, basic basically like reversing um that whole debacle over SummerSlam where Bianca Belair um, Bianca Belair lost in like less than a minute. Like what, fifteen seconds to Becky Lynch? I can't remember the exact time, but like it was like a very, very short match where Bianca Belair, after all that momentum she got from WrestleMania, got absolutely stopped by um by returning Becky Lynch in her first match back, and and it was actually good to see Bianca Belair be the champion again, and like the other thing I liked, I I I liked. Was was um was Naomi and Sasha Banks winning the tag team belts? It's actually pretty funny because the tag team it actually has like 
um, Naomi and Sasha Banks has like this connection ever since Sasha Banks was first brought up to WWE. They had like this whole Unity Guild, Unity with not only um not only Sasha and um not only Sasha and Naomi but also Tamina, <laughs> and like they were kind of and they were like a very heelish faction. <laughs> oh man, and then like and then like Sasha like you know went like. Sasha became Sasha like you know she became a single a multi a multi a multiple time singles champ and not only Raw but also SmackDown and Naomi also won um the SmackDown belt as well and then like you and then they're back to being a tag team and they won their triple threat tag team match so and then like and then and then I was like hell yeah Black excellence and women's wrestling, yeah. And I mean, and not and like no, it seriously like hyped me up. I mean, I was seriously hyped up seeing the um, seeing the image of um of Sasha ba- of like Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, and Naomi holding their belts because like that is what sh- that is what you want. That like for me as a wrestling fan, and for me as a wrestling fan, that's like definitely what you want. Not only like three women of like. Three women of color, um, you know, having like have, being like top champions in like their fields, and which is like you know, which is like one the top champion of Raw, the other and then like Sasha and Naomi like the tag champs, but also um, but also like knowing like their road all the way to the top, um, their their road getting to the top. Sasha Banks had to like start up from NXT. To, and now, like you know, and like she has, she has like her mountains and valleys and stuff that she had to go through. Her injury history as well, um, um, and like, and now she's like a champion again. Even though she's not a singles champ, and I know a lot of fans want her to see her as a singles champ, but, but like seeing her, um, seeing her be winning like a championship belt. That 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 like I was like happy for that. Bianca Belair, um, she was also like she was also brought up like by NXT. She worked like in de- she worked in developmental. She was an she was like an NXT. I don't think she ever got to be like an NXT champ herself, although she came close so many times. And then like she had her. She had her moment against Sasha Banks a year ago over in Tampa Bay, that um, which was like a pretty huge moment, and not only women's wrestling, but also like, but also like just like an African American wrestling, and and as, as a whole, where Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair main evented, and main evented like WrestleMania, and that was and like they both have like tears in their eyes and stuff, like it was like so emotional, like you can just feel the emotion. And then like having and then like having like Bianca Belair get embarrassed by returning Becky Lynch at SummerSlam in like less than thirty seconds, and then like and then like a half of a and then like half like well and then like I guess like give or take three fourths of a year later, she she gets her redemption. She's the she's like you know she's the Raw Women's Champion, and then Naomi, who was a who. Was like I think a Funkadactyl at first, with um with with Cameron and um 
and Brodus Clay and like Brodus Clay, who not goes by the name of Tyrus, who is actual who is making his own strides, not only as like not only as a Fox News pundit, but also as like the NW, but also as like the NWA television champ, I think, or the NWA US champ. I can't remember which of the belts he has. But Naomi starting starting off working with like Brodus Clay and Karma and like and Cameron and then like you know and then having her her own team and then like and then like being like you know being I would say I would argue like being kind of lost in the shuffle I guess being lost in the shuffle trying to like get her like you know trying to get her moment. And then she got, and then she finally got her big time push, and she and like, well, got got her big time pushes, and then she became like, you know, she became the SmackDown Women's Champ, and then she lost the belt, and then like, and I and I'm and and then like, and then like seeing her be reunited with like Carmella, and then they and then both of them winning the belts, that 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 made that made me happy. That really made me happy. So that's like one of like the that's one of like the moments one of the moments in Mania I really liked and I really enjoy seeing. Um that's like one moment. Another moment I genuinely enjoy from WrestleMania is how oh my god, how Steve how Stone Cold Steve Austin basically was like the man of the hour of both nights. Oh man, I don't even know where to begin. He had a wrestling, he had a match against Kevin Owens on night one, and like, oh my god, the the, the two nights he just gave beers to he gave beers to Pat McAfee, he gave beers to Byron Saxton, he gave beers to to Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Mister McMahon, and and whatnot. He wrestled. He there was like a Kevin Owens show. There was an agreement with um with him and Kev with like with Steve Austin and like Kevin Owens having an agreement right then and there for like their match and like. You know, there was beers and stunners everywhere and oh my god, it was just a lovely sight to see. Uh that 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 made my heart full. That really made my heart full. So that's like that's another moment from WrestleMania I liked. And I think and I think like oh yeah, there was also the match between um between Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Um, there was also the match between the between Dominic and Ray going against Logan Paul and the Miz, and like Lo- and like the Miz turning on Logan Paul, <laughs> and um and then and then of course um, Triple H making an appearance, and like that in a way it was nice to see, but at the same time like him leaving his boots like one last time, um no it it it, it kind of broke my heart because. Because like because I grew up watching Triple H. Uh, no, I grew up watching Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Um, and like and like you know he, he was he was a very visible part of my childhood. The sledge the sledgehammer the you know the second the second run the the second coming of D Generation X. Although it wasn't good as like the original, um, it still had its moments. Um, Triple H um, during that home invasion on Randy Orton's on Randy Orton's house, um, and also like the time where he was like a bad, big bad heel and stuff, um, as like the member of like the Authority, 
and like especially with like you know especially with like the plan b segment and how yeah we all know plan b plan we all know plan b um you know there's always a plan b and then Seth Rollins hit romans and dino with like steel shares yeah we know that very well um I mean, there's just so many moments from, like, Triple, from, like, you know, from me watching, like, as a wrestling fan of Triple H. No, there's, no, uh, I didn't phrase that sentence correctly. There was, like, a lot of moments in, in, like, my lifetime as a wrestling fan, seeing Triple H, um, seeing Triple, seeing, like, Triple H wrestle, but like also providing like a lot of like content, a lot of a lot of memories of me watching him and and whatnot. How he was like sort of like a purveyor of justice, but he had like you know he had the golden sledgehammer. He'll bury you with like the golden the the golden shovel and whatnot. Um, he'll like you know he bury his opponents. Um, biker shorts. Um, you know home invasions. Whatever. His his whole feud against Randy Orton, um, his whole feud against um, basically like feuding against anyone who didn't stand up against the authority, um, <laughs> him bringing up cor- him like you know him bringing up corporate Kane, <laughs> oh man, a lot of moments and of course like not only that but like but also like NXT and like how he was um how he was just like responsible well, I wouldn't say responsible but how he contributed a lot of the moments we knew and love about like the old black and gold NXT and like unfortunately his health conditions have been like deteriorating and um and like it's kind of and like it's like you know for me it's like sad to like you know to read about like his health conditions uh, to like and, and whatnot, but, like, him leaving, like, the boots, it's, and, like, it's sad, but at the same time, like, happy, too, because, like, because he, you know, he, he knew, because I knew that he did it all, and, like, he left his mark in, like, not only, like, WWE, but also just, like, all of wrestling, and, um, and that's, that was a touching moment from, like, WrestleMania, and I guess, like, that's all I can talk about Wrestle... And I guess that's all I can talk about WrestleMania weekend. Although... Although, and, like, I would like to talk about Charlotte... No. I would like to talk about Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. And all I can say is that... All I can say is that, like, originally, I would have... I, I think I've said, I, I said, like, you know, have Ronda Rousey, like, beat Charlotte Flair. I think I may have said that... I mean, I don't listen. I don't listen on my old episode. I just like keep going because I'm just like so busy with my life. But it's not like looking at like you know Ronda Rousey's attitude and like also like Ronda Rousey's on um, promo stuff. I'm gonna say this, and this might be a hot take. This might be a mild take. Yeah, I guess uh, let's go. You know what? Medium take. Charlotte. WWE made the right decision in Charlotte winning the belt from Ronda Rousey. I know. I know. Ronda Rousey came back to Royal Rumble. She won the Royal Rumble. Um, she was supposed to be the person to beat Ronda Rousey. I mean, to be to beat Charlotte. But you know what? I'm just gonna say Ronda Rousey beat Ronda Rousey. She didn't want to be there. Yeah. Oh well. It is what it is. Kind of leaves a bit of a sour taste too, because um, because you know Charlotte's been politicking for like for like being like 
the main event, but you know what? I guess there was a compromise, I guess. Like, maybe the original plan was for Ronda to, like, be the champion, and then, like, but and then, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe Charlotte wanted, like, I don't know, maybe there was a compromise being made, like, okay, Charlotte, um, okay, Charlotte, you'll, you're going to win the belt, but, uh, don't, but, like, we're going to have to, like, put your match, like, you know, to be, like, the match before the main event. And, like, Charlotte was like, okay, okay, that'll do with me. And, like, yeah, so. Yeah, Charlotte Charlotte retains and stuff. Eh, it's it's whatever at this point. Ronda didn't. It's just I I, I wasn't feeling it from Ronda. So yeah, was just not feeling it. Just was not feeling it. Shame. Oh well, life goes on. But me talking about WrestleMania weekend. Um, well, it's not over. Because. The Friday before WrestleMania, and I mean, we're not talking about the Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, shout out to The Undertaker, by the way, for getting inducted into WWE Hall of Fame. Also, shout out to Steiner Brothers, um, Rick and Scott Steiner, with his fat asses. Um, congratulations on getting inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. Hopefully, Braun gets there eventually. Um, yeah. There was another show that happened before, uh, that happened on the Friday before WrestleMania. And that was like, that was the Supercard of Honor. The Supercard of Honor that ROH did, um, the recently Tony Khan bought. Well, the, you know, the ROH that's been recently bought by, um, by Tony Khan. And, um... And yeah, um, a certain Samoa Joe not only made an appearance, but I think he signed to not only Ring of Honor but also AEW. And I and I thought to myself, like, oh, this is great for both brands because Samoa Joe ha- because Samoa Joe has a history in ROH. He's been pretty synonymous with like the lore of ROH, um, and like, well, the the many like you know the the many memorable moments of Ring of Honor, the many memorable all-time great, the all-time, like, the many great matches of, like, Ring of Honor. They're all-timers and stuff before he left for Impact. And, like, that's great on, like, an RH side, but it's also great for, like, an AEW side. Even though I felt like, even though I felt like AEW didn't need to sign Samojo, but it's still a pretty good signing. I'm gonna say it's still a pretty good signing. So, yeah, um, yeah, um, and now he has like a match against um, against um, Mr. Booty Butt, Booty Butt, Butt Cheeks, Max Caster himself from the Acclaimed. Everyone loves the Acclaimed. I don't think Samojo loves the Acclaimed. I think Samojo is gonna beat the shit out of Max Caster, even though I love me some Max Caster, um. Yeah, yeah, Samojo to like a yeah Samojo to like AW though. Like it's a pretty good it's a pretty good sign. It's I mean I I would argue it's questionable, but it's a, it's a pretty good sign. I hope um it should it should work out. I have my doubts because like you already have like a bloated roster of like talent, a loaded and bloated roster of like talent in AW. And now you like signed some, and like now you signed some mojo. But like it's it's good because because a lot of um because a lot of like the younger um 
a lot of like the younger wrestling talent is going to be they're going to be learning from Samojo and Samojo is going to give off like experience and stuff and well he's going to give off his like year his like years of in-ring experience to like the younger generation so um that's actually pretty good for the, the younger wrestlers of AEW they can learn some things from like Samojo and also very good for the youngsters over at ROH they I'm pretty sure they're going to learn some good things or two uh Great things, great things, great things, and more from Samojo, and hopefully some like good matches as well. So I'm actually so I'm pretty excited to see where this whole thing with Samojo is going to lead, um, in AW and in ROH. More more, I'm more excited in the ROH part than a than AW, but I mean he's going to kill it in both brands. So yeah, and um. And I mean, and I mean, outside aside of aside from that, that's like all the wrestling talk I have. I also, but I also had a my own battles to deal with, and um, and that's been that like last weekend I've been I've been fighting um the norovirus, which is which is literally like the stomach virus, and like, and it was because like you know it was because like my um. My nephew got the norovirus from daycare, and you know it's like COVID. Everyone's like getting their mask off, but like just but like COVID's like becoming somewhat less of a threat. And then, but like norovirus is like you know norovirus has become like a pretty formidable threat. It spread it spread out quickly, and like my nephew wasn't able to go to school, and so like and but like we were able to like have him on Friday because we actually had because I typically have like my brother and like my stepsister and my nephew over on Fridays, um, and, like, we, you know, we have a good time, we watch them, like, you know, we watch football, RuPaul, all that stuff, um, even watching some, like, YouTube videos, and so Saturday, my mom and my, bro- and, like, both my brothers fell ill, and I somehow didn't fell ill, but, like, it wasn't until, it wasn't until, um, Sunday morning, where, like, I felt really ill, and, like, I, oh, my God, I've, vomited really oh man like vomit like vomiting was just like really really bad it was just like sunday was just absolutely hell because like because i because like i just uh, i just puked profusely and i was dealing with the runs no pitching staff can do no pitching staff can be prepared for that not even the best not even the best one in major league baseball and it was just absolute hell. I wanted to die. It was just horrible. And Monday, it was just like, and Monday, it felt better. I was still dealing with the runs. And like, I'm, you know, I had like, but like, it was more so like the runs and um, and, and a migraine headache. And then like Tuesday, and then like Tuesday, which was today, but now today's Wednesday since, it, since the clock hit midnight. Um, hopefully there's no nukes around. I'm looking at you, Russian Ukraine. Don't you dare. Don't you dare start World War Three. Don't you dare. You stop it. Stop it. No. 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 No button for you. But but like but now as of lately I feel like much better. Although I still have like a lingering migraine headache, but it's been le but it's been like leasing off. But yeah, um and like why I'm saying this is like it's just to advise you that, like, you have to, like, you know, 
just keep taking care of yourself, okay? Like, I'm not a doctor or anything of that nature, but, but just, like, keep, but just, like, take care of yourself. But, um, but also, like, but also, like, if you, in the event you have norovirus, here's some advice. Um, lay down, rest for, like, an entire day. Have your, have, like, your little, have, like, your little bucket, um, around you at all times because you never know when you, you never know when, like, the puke monster is going to show up. It showed up a lot of me on sun a lot, it showed up a lot for me on Sunday. Um, if you have to go, you got to go. Don't take any sit, don't take any citrus, don't take any, don't drink any sodas whatsoever. Um, don't, like, you know. Like don't don't eat like don't don't eat any 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 like you know any heavy foods or anything of that nature, um. Which I don't think you have like that much of a problem because like the first day you get it, your stomach's gonna churn, your whole body's gonna feel like a goddamn hurricane hitting, like it, there's a goddamn hurricane churn, like hitting you and all that stuff inside your stomach, literally taking like the you know the whole phrase butterflies in your stomach to, uh, on a whole new level. Um, and, and like, and yeah, but then of course, um, but then of course, like what you would do is you, you got to hydrate yourself because you're also going to feel dehydrated a lot. Um, and also, well, also not only take water, but like drink a lot of like electrolyte, well, drink a lot of the electrolytes. So things like peel, peel. Pedialyte, I think that's the name of it, and drink Gatorade, lots of Gatorade, and like those electrolytes are gonna help you combat the norovirus. Um, but of course, don't take my word for it. It's just some advice. Everybody's like, er, we all have different bodies. We all react to things differently. So, but you, but like you gotta stay safe though, and like you, and like you always gotta take care of yourself. So this just like. So this is just like your good old message from Black Hat Sammy to take care of yourself. Now, if I was truly a black black hat, if I was truly a monstrous heel, I'd be like, I would say that like, don't take care of yourself. Go out there, eat all the foods, puke it out, eat it again, take your and all that type of stuff. Or like, or like if you're. Or like, if you have to go somewhere, just go. If you gotta go, if you gotta go somewhere, if you gotta go somewhere, then like, then well, do, go do your job and stuff. And like, you gotta spread the virus and stuff. And you gotta do what you gotta do in order to get them paychecks. And I'm not that type of guy. No, like, like okay, like I'll play the bad guy if I have to. But come on, man. Like, we, you can't be playing around other people's health. Like, we're not, like, dude, this is not the Katie Vick angle for crying out loud. I mean, or, 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 or the big bat, or the big boss man, like, literally making dinner for, like, Al Snow, where, like, the meat is literally pepper. And, like, big boss man just, like, you know, just, like, literally harassing, like, Al, Al Snow and stuff. Um, Al Snow and stuff, and, like, literally rubbing in the fact that he cooked pepper. You know, and oh man, I'm never gonna forget that whole segment of um of of like of Big Boss Man just like you know just saying 100% ground a 100% like rated 
100% grade A ground pepper. And then, like, he just, like, you know, he just beats the crap out of him, out of Al Snow, and he just say, like, you like the way pepper tastes. Oh, man. Man, early 2000s WWE, WWS stuff, man. That's just absolutely crazy. But, yeah, but this is just my advice to, like, just, like, you know, stay healthy, be healthy. If you're feeling sick, stay home, Um, you know. And, like, also, like, you know, if you've been in contact to, like, with somebody that's been sick or you think that's someone's been sick or something like that, like, you know, take all the precautions, ne- take all the precautions necessary and stuff because, because like, we have to like value our health. We have to like value, um, we have to like value our health. Like, you know, especially like in this day of age, not just like because of coronavirus, but like, just for like our personal well-being and like you know and like and I'm a big believer of like you know your your body is a temple and stuff and like how you treat and like you know you treat your body like you treat your body as a temple it's like you you know you treat it like as a temple like your body should be should be sacred and stuff not to say like I'm a total complete fitness freak um or a fitness influencer whatsoever don't listen to those people, okay? They don't, okay? They're oblivious to the fact that a lot of people's bodies work differently. But, but just, like, try to stay safe. Try to, like, take care of your bodies. Try to take care of yourself. If you see something or you know something or you're insecure about something health-wise, um, take the precautions necessary that works best, not only for your personal well-being, but for your overall, but for your body overall. And with that, um, that's been today's episode of the Rock and Shock Wrestling Podcast. Um, or Wrestling and More Podcast, whatever. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you look at the prior episodes here on RSS. Um, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, follow, um, go, um, go follow me at Black Hat Sammy, where... I tweet every day, every once in a while. I don't know. It depends how I feel. I'm really feeling Orange Cassidy as of lately. Thank you, Norovirus. So I tweet whenever, wherever. And yeah, that's been it. So you know the deal. Other side of the sunset. I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.